Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys had an absolutely fantastic weekend. Hope you guys got to listen to the Hagman Report on Friday. It's a great show. Doug and I went into a lot of detailed stuff and uh, ended up putting a coupon code active on his show, the HR5 coupon for over the weekend. If you didn't hear it, it will be active through today. So be sure to take advantage of that if you wanted to pick up anything on the website at healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out the product of the week, the liver support on sale as well right now for over 10% off, along with multiple other products that we have, including the Back to School Kids Pack that I told you guys about last week, and also the Mood Booster Stack, which is a really popular one right now. Really helps out with overall energy and pretty much better mood. And so uh, be sure to check that out at healthmasters.com. If you guys need anything, give us a call. And one of the first things that I've been watching now, and I found this to be very intriguing, comical, and you know, kind of disturbing all at the same time, is we've watched now pretty much everyone that was directly involved with the COVID pandemic, you know, Deborah Burks, just pretty much just off the map now. Wazlinski, who is used to run and operate the CDC has now stepped down and been replaced. I'm going to get into that here in a minute. And, you know, you've got Fauci, all of them just, you know, kind of just dissipated. Isn't that interesting now? We're starting to watch all of those people that were directly involved in that entire scam turn around now and just kind of disappear. And now Mandy Cohen is now going to be the new director for the CDC. Uh, If you guys have seen anything with her, this lady is just pretty much the definition of a nightmare. She is on camera footage numerous times during COVID as she was basically one of the main health directors in North Carolina back during the COVID pandemic, and she was instrumental in trying to push massive lockdowns, COVID passports, and the whole list that goes on. Now, what's interesting about this is, and I'm going to post the link in the website, you guys can watch this, back in June 2021, she says in a video here, and you guys can watch this like a minute long, she says, we now have definitive data from the CDC showing that vaccines not only protect you from getting COVID, they also prevent you from transmitting COVID, so these things are really, really important that every needs to get right now now as we all know that was a complete and total lie well now she has come out and said now as the cdc director starting this month she said we're on the precipice of making sure that the covid shot will be similar to the flu shot we're just going to be get your annual flu shot and get your annual covid shot we're not quite there yet but stay tuned i think within the next couple weeks you're going to hear the experts talk about why it's so important to get your annual covid shot Unbelievable. This lady is just something else. Now, ironically about this, it was so ironic about this is there were numerous pages, social media platforms that were restricted, taken down, blacklisted, completely banned when they talked about the COVID shot turning into an annual flu shot. That was fake news. Don't talk about it. Nothing to see here. Fact checkers have said this is fake. Independent sources have said this is fake. Complete and total lie. Never will never be an annual COVID shot. Now the CDC is blatantly saying that this is going to be the next new thing. Remember I told you guys last week how all the fear porn is rolling out now about the triple-demic. Ironically, right when the RSV shot happens to get approved, and then you've got now the COVID shot, which is now approved as an annual booster shot like the flu. And, of course, now they're telling everybody to get all three shots starting in the fall. You know, you got to be a special kind of stupid if you keep listening to this and continually getting these injections. I'm being serious. I am just really do. After everything we've watched now and everything we've researched and everything we've learned, 
there's still people that are going to go out there and do this. Now, again, this is one of the reasons why it is so critical that you continually get information and truth out there on a regular basis because this is the propaganda. This is the lies that are going to continually be pushed right now because, quite frankly, I guess there's not enough people sick enough yet. And so they're just going to keep running this as long as they can. And as long as people keep getting the shot and following the line, I guess it's just going to be what they're pushing. Also, too, in other news, this is something very interesting, not surprising. Ford now is going to lose $4.5 billion on EVs this year. That's up from $2.1 billion from last year. They're essentially hemorrhaging cash in their EV line. However, their profits are still going good as far as with revenues due to their massive increase in their truck sales as far as an F-Series pickup trucks that they seem to not be able to produce in any timely fashion and massive increase in MSRP. They're still bringing in revenue, which is essentially funding the entire EV sector that they have that's epic failure. If you go to a Ford dealership right now, at least ones here locally, there's the EV Lightnings everywhere. They're all over the lot now. They can't sell them. Yet Ford keeps dumping inventory to these dealers while they're continually dropping the MSRP, giving rebates, giving tax credits to try to force people into this market that essentially nobody really wants. I mean, how useful is a pickup truck that can only go 80 to 90 miles on a charge if you have a camper trailer behind it? That, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. You're going to have to stop you know, four, five, six times just to get out of the state of Florida, depending where you're coming from. That's that's not very useful. Ironically enough, now exactly what I said is going to start happening now in Australia as far as with the control of the EV charging. This is on Zero Hedge now. It says power companies can remotely switch off EV chargers to reduce grid stress. I couldn't have called it any clearer. I've warned people about this. They said energy providers are using the option to switch off EV charging stations remotely to reduce pressure on the Queensland electricity grid. The proposal is part of the Australia State Queensland Electricity Connection Manual, which is providing framework for the grid's operation. Section 8 is stating that EV charging equipment may be limited or switched off by operator Ergon Energy and Energex if it has an output of more than 20 amps. Standard domestic, any single-phase EV charger uses over 30 amps. So this is obviously going to fall into that category. They've also said that demand management schemes are also going to be targeting pool cleaning machines, hot water systems, and AC conditioners, air conditioners. And it says the they're going to give huge cash rebates to homeowners and households. In return, the operator can essentially turn off your air conditioners remotely during peak operating times and reduce pressure on the energy grid. This is exactly what they did out in Colorado when individuals signed up for the $150 rebate to have the smart thermostat installed in their house. And suddenly people were trying to turn their AC below 80 degrees. And suddenly they're calling up the electric company. Electric company goes, well, yeah, you need to read in the fine print. When you signed up for the $150 rebate, you gave permission to us to control your thermostat in the event we had heavy load as far as peak hours. So you're restricted to 80 degrees right now. Uh, later on, when the load dies down, you know you can drop your AC back down when we see fit. This, again, is all about building a model of control. This isn't about the climate change. This isn't about going green. This is all about fear manipulation, again, just like COVID was, just like everything they continue to push on the market because now the new bad boogeyman is climate change. And, of course, everybody needs to suffer in order to do more for climate change. This, again, is the lie they're pushing and why it is so important you continue to get the truth out there on a regular basis. What do you think, Dad, and how are you doing this morning? Austin doing absolutely great. Uh, last night I went out for dinner and 
ended up eating some bread. I don't, I rarely ever eat bread and, uh, I'm all sluggish today and I probably got a good shot of glyphosate. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> oh gosh. I, my brain's just not booting up. And you know what, the reason that happens is, and I do better. So I'm just kind of doing a little true confessional on you guys this morning. <clears throat> but what happens is when they, about a week before the, the harvest is brought in with wheat, they spray it by air with glyphosate to dry out the plants to increase the crop yield. They use it as a desiccant, which is unbelievably poisonous. And they do it with pretty much 90%, 95% of the wheat crops that are not organic in the United States. The problem, that's Roundup, and it gets into the wheat. And when you, when you eat it and you, it gets cooked, you're eating the glyphosate. And it's one of the primary reasons, I believe, that so many people have so many gluten intolerances. Because like when I go to Europe, if I eat a piece of bread, they don't use the glyphosate there. I don't feel the glyphosate build up in my system. I don't feel any, you know, whatever it is. I don't feel any of that stuff. I just feel pretty good all the time. Uh, but over here, when I eat bread going out, unless it's organic bread, that's why when I go out and get a pizza, which I do every once in a while, I've got a good friend of mine. He uses cauliflower crust. His name is Mike Florendino. Florendino's Restaurant It's in Lake Hamilton. It's on Highway 27. Uh, near uh, Legoland, if you're coming down this way, go by, go by and see, tell Mike I said hi. He's a good friend, really good friend. He's like a brother to me. He's just an amazing guy, him and his wife, Ann. And they'll make me a cauliflower pizza, and I don't feel sluggish from that. <laughs> but the bread last night was a little bit too good, I'm afraid, and I ate a little bit too much. And here I am basically you know, uh, going sideways here as far as my brain this morning. I think to myself, this is crazy. I tell people about this stuff, and I turn around and do it last night, and here I feel like this. And the irony is this. A lot of people eat this stuff all the time, not knowing, and they have constant brain fog, and they wonder what's going on with their brain, why it's not working, and I can tell you this morning, I have got brain fog, and I don't like it at all, and so I'm going to let my body cleanse itself out. I'll get some GHI cleanse today and clean myself out, and I'm really excited about getting that done. By the way, a witness of the UFO hearings now has come out and said and testified under oath that non-human bodies have been recovered from the government by the government from crashed crafts. This is all under oath. You know, this is a South Carolina Republican. Nancy Mace got quite an answer from a witness of the House Oversight Committee on UFOs hearing when she asked about whether the U.S. government has recovered non-human bodies from the crushed, crashed crafts in its possession. And the answer was, uh, yeah. <laughs> of course, we already – guys, I covered this in Angel Wars. I told you this stuff was real. Don't let it mess with your head. Former U.S. Intel officer David Grush testified before a House Oversight and Accountability Subcommittee on National Security, the Border and Foreign Affairs panel Wednesday on the subject of UFOs, which is a designation as a subject of the former Air Force major as a noted whistleblower. May said Grush, if he believes our government has made contact with intelligent extraterrestrials, which he plied, that was something he can't discuss in a public setting. Mason asked whether he believes we have bodies of the pilots who piloted crash crafts that are in possession of the government. As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, Biologics came with some of those recoveries. Yes, said Grush. Wow. And he says, he said, then were these, bio, were these biologics human or non-human? He goes, non-human. Grush replied, matter-of-factly, and that was the assessment of people with direct knowledge of the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. Asked if he could describe the types of evidence for that assessment, Grush said that he would have to discuss that in a SFIC facility, prompting Grace to say maybe they would set that up for him in a future hearing. In other words, it's above top secret. He's trying to be careful not to go to prison, what he's doing. Guys, you know, when we did Angel Wars – it was to buffer the onslaught of what was coming and to let you guys know there was a pre-edemic race. 
is to let you guys know what happened with Lucifer, what happened with the trial of Lucifer, and how these entities, these fallen angels, have been locked up with us down here on prison planet Earth. And uh, it's just part of what we're involved in. And it's ironic to me. The other day I was out with my good friend, attorney, college roommate, John Parvin, one of the top real estate attorneys in the state. If you ever guys need work done in real estate here in Central Florida, his name's John Parvin, Esquire. And he based out of Clearwater. And he basically uh, was having lunch with me. And I was talking about you know, different topics, and one of his friends was there with him, and the guy was married to this lady, and uh, we were talking about AOC, you know, Cortez, and I told them that she had basically been a bartender and answered to help on that, and they did an interview with her, and they ran her as congresswoman, <laughs> and the lady looked at me and started laughing. He goes, that is so not true, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's true, and she uh, basically said, no, it's not. I said, okay, so I pulled it up online. I said, here you go. Here's the article. Look it up yourself, and she looked at me with a puzzled look because she's a liberal. And uh, kind of a funny look like, you know, this, this can't be true. And I looked at her. I said, well, if you really want to have a eye full, an ear full, uh, go listen to John F. Kennedy's speech before the Newspaper Association in which he said there was a giant conspiracy that was taking over the planet. And before he was basically out of office, he was going to expose it. Why don't you read, listen to that? She goes, that never happened either. I'm like, yeah, it did. And, and that's what I told her. I said my favorite president in the United States was John F. Kennedy. He was a Democrat. My second favorite one was Ronald Reagan, and Ronald Reagan was a good man, but they shot him soon after he got into office and kept him sedated for eight years under the guise of George H. Bush, the good old Mr. CIA himself, who many believe was present the shooting of John F. Kennedy. Just thought I'd mention that and worked with the CIA with Lyndon Johnson and a bunch of other people to assassinate probably the best president we've ever had. And so all of this stuff is a historical record and all of it's available. Now, when AI – really gets into the internet and takes over things, it'll start scrubbing all the stuff. Just thought I'd let you know. Some of these things, if you find out and you had a hard time believing it, it'd be best for you to go ahead and get a hard copy and print it. I've done that with a lot of articles. If you turn around here in my office, I literally have hundreds of articles that I've printed that I can have available to me. Now, they're hard to sort through because there's so many of them, but the reality is, is that if AI comes in and starts scrubbing things, uh, we won't be able to find this information anymore. A lot of the information, like if you look at if you if you're if you're using you know Google or whatever, you can't find it now. Anyhow, the book The Bad War uh, basically has been scrubbed off of Google. You still find it on DuckDuckGoGo. And as the AI comes in and continues to do this, we're going to see more and more and more censorship because they don't want you to know certain things. And uh, Parvin, my attorney, told me the other day. He said that the biggest problem that we have in the United States right now is that we no longer have a need and our opinions to basically go by what's right and what's righteous in our lives as far as there's no more value to that, that people can do whatever they want to do, say whatever they want to say, and it doesn't make any difference anymore. And he's right about that. We've gotten ourselves into a situation in the United States that the rule of being truthful and telling people the truth and a handshake for your contract is long gone. It's long, long, long gone. And you know your word used to be your bond. Now it's whoever gets the best attorney. It's, it's insanity. And, and so it's true now. We no longer have the, 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 the tightness, the bond of an of a, of a organization and a group of you know, believers and a group of people in the United States that are based on Judeo-Christianity. It's not Judeo-Christianity. It's an oxymoron on Christianity as far as what we believe and what we do. See, when you took Jesus out, when you took Jesus out of the whole equation here, Little by little, you took the morality out little by little, and, and it it's, and it's just, it's just is what it is. And once you understand that, then we start to see that it's not something that we're going to be able to get through. 
as far as a country unless we restore those values. So it's something that's very, very important that we realize that, you know, we have to stand with Christ no matter what. And if we don't stand with Christ, we're going to have a real problem. It's, it's really kind of crazy when you stop and you think about it. By the way, uh, Ford's going to lose $4.5 billion on EVs this year, up from $2.1 billion last year. Surprise, surprise. And Yellow Freight has been notified, has notified the Teamsters, and Teamsters have notified us that it's out of business. And uh, Yellow Freight was a huge freight company, but the problem is it's been having issues as far as cash flow management and debt management for many, many years. And it's gone. We used to use Yellow Freight all of the time, and now we basically have realized that Yellow Freight is gone. Uh, another interesting article from Daily Mail came up, and it says that Republican Senator Rand Paul sends an official criminal referral to the DOJ over Dr. Fauci, saying a 2020 email proves the former White House doctor's COVID testimony was absolutely a lie. Senator Rand Paul has made an official criminal referral to the Department of Justice, according to Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's former top doctor. Referral relates to Fauci's previous testimony on the coronavirus and its potential origins from a Chinese lab, with Paul suggesting Fauci lied under oath. Paul, a Republican from Kentucky, accuses Fauci of committing perjury before his testimony before a Senate committee in 2021. Rand Paul has submitted to an official has submitted official criminal referral to the Department of Justice in regards to the nation's top doctor, Fauci. You know, we all knew that Fauci was lying. Heck, Fauci knew Fauci was lying. <laughs> and, and the media knew that Fauci was lying about <laughs> Fauci lying. Everybody knows Fauci was lying, but I can tell you what's going to happen to Fauci. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen to Fauci because he was following orders from his higher-ups. And so uh, now we have a situation in which we have a whole bunch of people being shot up with the flu shot and now going to be shot up with a COVID shot supposedly every single year. And the continued massacre of the United States continues unabated, especially with the viral shedding that we're going to continue to see now from all of these Idiots, I hate to say it, just these idiots that decide electively, not because they're being forced to because of a job situation, electively to take the COVID shot every single year, and they don't bother to read the news and how many people are dying from the shot from cardiomyopathy and myocarditis and all the other diseases and blood clots. It's mind-boggling to me. But here we go, more shedding, more vaccines, more nonsense. Oh, let's not forget, too, now. Leprosy's making a big comeback here in the United States. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. And, uh, of course, this is all being done, in my opinion, because Brazil still has cases of leprosy. We have a huge Brazilian population in central Florida, up in the Orlando area, and I believe they're bringing this bacteria with them. And uh, that's a problem, especially when you're giving the shots to everybody and the shots are downregulating the immune system. What do you think, Austin? What's your next story? Well, yes, and another factor that's happening now, and I mean, we've seen this in Florida, is pretty much the entire world has been descending on this state right now, not just from other states, but from all over other countries. You know, we've been seeing massive, massive population of migrants that have been bused here. DeSantis has been fighting against that, yet it's still happening. We've seen a lot of this from other countries where constantly keep pushing everybody to Florida. And, you know, when you start moving people from all different elements of the world, in some cases, third world countries that have some of these diseases that are still very prevalent, uh, it's going to start spreading. And this is an issue when you start allowing people to use essentially this Disney fast pass, so to speak, with this app that DHS has put into place for this fast pass insight right into the country. And it's literally turned a green light on. It's like they're, you know, Krispy Kreme donuts with the hot and fresh light on right now. And everybody's like, all I got to do is get to the border, download an app, and I can walk right across the border. I don't even have to deal with coyotes trafficking me across the you know river and going through the bush. Literally, 
download an app, put the app in, go across the border, and that's it. You know, Matt Gates was grilling head DHS director yesterday in an interview I was watching, and uh, or last week, and it, it was a joke. He, DHS, he won't, he won't answer anything. He won't answer anything at all, even how many people they've actually pulled back out of the country and they've deported after they found out criminal behavior, nothing. So what's happened is now we're watching this massive influx from the entire world descending on the United States, and the problem is it's not healthy as far as immigration. Obviously, the United States has been built on immigration, but the problem is when you start allowing millions upon millions of people to descend on a country that's already massively overloaded with welfare platforms and the medical system and everything else that's already unhinged, not to mention a lecture grid that apparently can't seem to survive out in California and other states, yet you need to make sure you go buy your EV vehicle because, you know, it's the, the you know safe and effective thing to do nowadays. <laughs> And, you know, what's ironic is for some odd reason, these liberals always have this very selective memory. You know, they don't ever want to remember anything that happens that they're involved in or things that occur like dad was just talking about with AOC and her the help wanted ad and her being a bartender and basically getting put in this position now. They don't ever want to address any of that stuff. They want to kind of pretend like it doesn't happen. They're very selective. And this is what you see happen all the time when they're starting to move to these other very, very red states. And they come from these other states that they've ruined, and all of a sudden they come to states like Florida and Texas, and they go, oh, by the way, you guys need to start changing your policy here. We don't like this. We don't like this. You guys need to start banning guns, and you start allowing all this transgender stuff to be pushed because you know we did that now in California, and it's worked out so incredibly well. That's why we moved. Um, you guys need to do that here in this state, and we've watched it now repeatedly, and, but however, there's a lot of pushback that's occurring now with a lot of this, and this is why <coughs> excuse me, it's so important. That everybody really, really starts staying vocal and active about a lot of these things that are currently going on. Excuse me. Again, now we're starting to see Netflix is at it again as they put out this video showing essentially this survival of the thickest among children with this new series where fashion designer Hero helps trans high school kids host an alternative prom. And what they're doing is they're pushing drag queens on kids. It, I, I see the little of the clips on this. It's extremely disturbing. And again, remember, Netflix is the same one that pushed the show Cuties two years ago. There was a giant pedophile show as far as with these 11 and 12-year-old girls dancing and twerking, highly sexualizing them. So they got so much backlash, they had to pull it down. And ironically enough, you know what a lot of the – the producers and Rotten Tomatoes and all the people said about it, oh, it was just art. It's nothing to see here. But yet a movie like you know, Sound of Freedom comes out, and all of a sudden they go, oh, this is this QAnon conspiracy theory. This isn't really happening. We're not really grooming your children. And it's ironic to me that you see the same things they're telling us as far as the toxic masculinity, these guys, you know, the adult men, they're so toxic and they're so masculine. And we need to eradicate this toxic masculinity. At the same time, they're telling us we need to be able to have conversations with your children about highly sexualized topics without your consent. Anybody else see the contradiction here and where they're trying to go with this and what they're pushing? As I said, and I've said it every single week, they're trying to come after the kids. That is why it's so important. If you're a dad, if you're a parent, if you're a mom, that you make sure that essentially you're a threat. I mean that sincerely. You need to be a threat. When you're out in public, you need to be a threat. When you're out taking your kids to the movies or to the mall or shopping, 
you need to be you need to be presenting yourself as a threat. I don't mean walking around like all postured up like you're wanting to get in a fist fight, but I mean you carry yourself, you look like you know how to handle yourself, and you can handle yourself in any situation that occurs. Because what I've seen in many, many cases, very, very, very unlikely do people that are predators go after individuals that they think might be very threatening to them. They usually go after prey. They go after people that they know aren't going to be a hard target. They know, okay, we're just going to go after this guy or this girl. They look like they look pretty soft. We can go after them. I've seen it happen multiple times before where all of a sudden you'll see somebody casing an area. And all of a sudden I've seen them they'll straight make eye contact. I'll look at them. They'll look at me. They know I'm looking right at them. And all of a sudden they turn around and walk off, just kind of disappear. And what they're involved in, I don't know. But you can always tell if you're using any type of decent situational awareness, you can always tell when somebody's being shady. You can tell body language, you can tell eye positioning, you can tell everything about somebody when they're walking around and they're looking like they're up to no good. And so, again, that's why it's so important right now because, as I said before, there in most cases, when you go out in public, there's a high, high probability there are going to be people out there that are looking to try to take kids on a regular basis. You may not ever know it. You may not know who they are. You may not even recognize them. But the statistical probability now with the percentage that's happening with so many kids missing. Like I told you guys, remember that story in, what, a month ago in Baltimore where they said, you know, we had 27 kids go missing in the last like three weeks. 27 kids go missing in three weeks? Notice that story has not surfaced anywhere again. Nobody's talked about it at all. Just Nothing to see here. We're not going to talk about that. Whoopsie. But yet you're going to hear constant stories about, uh, you know, this bumbling buffoon's son who's constantly getting these sweetheart deals, which, by the way, now apparently this judge has killed his deal. We talked about that last week on Hagman's show and uh, that, oh, (laughs) tax evasion and gun charges and all the stuff. And what I found out later on, what happened was the judge looked at it and they put a clause in the plea deal with Hunter Biden that essentially he was immune from all prosecution from any other charges and any other indictments that they may be looking at with him after he takes his plea deal. So not only did he get off with probation for tax evasion and basically this pretrial release thing, dropping it to a misdemeanor from felony gun charges, they put in the clause in the plea deal that he could not be charged with any other crimes. And essentially they've been investigating now. And the judge looked at it and said, dude, this is a joke. We're not doing this. And so now he's pleaded not guilty. But again, of course, this is just going to be more theater to keep continually people distracted and focused on what the, they want them to focus on. Like Dad was saying earlier, what you constantly see here now, like with Fauci, they, they're not going to prosecute Fauci. They're not going to do anything with Fauci. You know, I, I think Rand Paul and a lot of things he does, he's sincere about. And I think he is trying to make it known and active because, quite frankly, if nobody says anything about it and nobody pushes back, like I always say, all it takes for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. Is it going to go somewhere? Doubtful. But one thing it does do, at least it gets it out in the open so everybody knows for a fact now that Fauci was lying. Like Dad said, Fauci was lying. Fauci knew he was lying. We all knew he was lying. Everybody knew he was lying. And yet that's why he suddenly retired last year. That's why, like I said, Zelensky went ahead and retired now from the CDC. You see all these people that are directly involved with COVID now suddenly just distance themselves from everything. And now they're bringing in the new fresh batch of hot degenerates that are going to be pushing all their nonsense now with this CDC annual COVID shot. I, when I saw that earlier now with this Mandy Cohen now and her pushing that, I just, I just shook my head and laughed because it's, I've, it's not funny, but it's ironic because we talked about this in 
detail when they first rolled the shot out in the beginning of 2021. And everybody goes, oh, no, no, they would never do that. This thing, you just got to get the one shot and the second shot, and it's all going to be over with because it's safe and effective. Just like she said in the video, we now know the COVID shot prevents transmission, and it also prevents you from catching it. She says it right in the video, the CDC director now in 2021. You guys need to watch it. And yet, what, two, three months later? Oh, uh, yeah, it doesn't stop you from getting it. Uh, it doesn't stop you from transmitting it. Uh, it actually doesn't do anything at all. Actually, we're just seeing massive side effects. Whoever gets it continues to get COVID after they get the shot. Yet, here we are now in 2023, and they're still pushing the narrative because so many people fail to speak up and get the truth out there. So I encourage you, my friends, thank you for keeping your body strong, your immune system strong, your mind strong, your family strong. It's important right now. It's a very interesting time to be alive, and that's why I encourage people, make sure you're staying stocked up on the vitamin C and D3. Those two staples right there are incredibly effective in making sure you maintain healthy immunity for whatever else they're going to be throwing at us over the next couple of years because there's definitely some strange things occurring. And as we have seen now, whenever they need another distraction, they either start a war or a pandemic, essentially. I think that's pretty much the uh, textbook playbook that they're running now in most cases, Dad. What do you think? You're absolutely right, Austin. I mean, you know, we, we've got this we got the CDC director and everybody else now basically coming out and they're continuing to lie. And, and, the, and the sad part about all of it is, is that it's going to be a situation that's not going to end. Uh, they're going to continue to bring more biologicals to us more and more and more and more and more because at this point, they're not going to be, you know – telling us anything that's going to be the truth and then they haven't told us the truth in so long they don't they, they, everything's a lie because remember remember lucifer is a liar i mean that's what he is he's the father of lies jesus straight called out his disciples in the temple that day the pharisees and the people that were worshiping lucifer were still involved with the ancient babylonian satanic religions that were going to be put into the zohar just a few years later from the ancient canaanite religions he was calling them out for who they were and what they were and what they did that's who he was. And so the sad part about all of this stuff is that we're in a situation that everybody's going to you know, have to either decide on what they're going to do as far as follow the lies or follow the truth. The biggest problem is the people who are so dumbed down you know, with the glyphosate, with the tricyclic antidepressants, with the serotonin reuptake inhibitors, and the benzodiazepines. I mean it's just, this is unreal how many people are on these types of drugs, not to mention the opiates. And this is the same thing they did to China. Remember, the same Rothschild banking cartel ran the opium trade in China, and they got all of these Chinese peasants hooked on opium, and they basically – you know, they were called the opium wars. I mean it was that bad. And, and then when Chiang Kai-shek was asked how he maintained a million-man army, he said he told the CIA you know, back in the 40s that he had the masses using opium, and he was funding his million-man army as a sale of opium, keeping everybody stoned all the time. And, and that's what we have here again. It's the pharmacia – that these sorcerers and wizards have done. It's the pharmacia that has allowed them to come in and brainwash the minds of the masses into believing the lie. And, and that's what we've run into. We've run into a situation where everybody wants to believe the lie all of the time because it's easier than to believe the truth. If I tell the vast majority of the population that AOC, I'm talking about now the neutrals and the, the Democrats, you know, was a bartender who answered a help wanted ad along with thousands of others to run for congresswoman, and she was funded that way. They're not going to believe me. If I tell the vast majority of the people, like we mentioned earlier, about Kennedy's speaking to the newspaper association, they're not going to believe me. If I tell the vast majority of the people who are out there listening right now, who basically understand how damaging COVID was, that the government has done this and released this as a bioweapon. 
to reduce the population of the United States and the planet, they're not going to believe me. If I tell them that they've opened the borders up in the United States and even Trump allowed them to stay open, remember that the military would not get involved in it, that there's a that what they're doing is diluting the generic population of the United States because they don't want the patriots left in the United States and they want to get rid of white people. They're not going to believe me. You know, they'll say that, you know, you're talking about white privilege and the whites are still the majority, except if they if we if you believe that in some areas you go down to Miami, all you see are Hispanics. And if you don't speak Spanish in those areas, you basically can't even get a job. It's it's that bad now. And so we're we're displacing the population of the United States with people who are socialist, pure cloward and piven, and bringing these people into the United States in voting blocks to basically destroy the republic. And it's all Frankfurt School, cloward, piven, communism coming in again. The communism is so the, the, the taking God away from the people in Russia and killing the Orthodox priests and all the stuff that they did is mind-boggling to me. And for generations, they were told there was no God, that it was a fabrication, and these people were raised as infants and children believing the state was God. And when you try to talk to them about Jesus or about God, you're trying to talk to a concrete block and telling it to go jump up and put itself in the river they don't they don't understand because again their brains have been brainwashed and taught at a very young age while they were in a theta brainwave state what the truth was and the truth was basically the state was god and so now you try to come back and you tell them the state's not god you know 40 years later 50 years later 100 years later they don't believe you because their mother their, their mother and father and their grandfather and their brother grandmother were all raised under communism thinking that the state was god and that there was no god all of this stuff is what they're doing again to us with the transgender agenda in the school systems. They're destroying the nuclear family. And the problem is the Democrats are so darn stupid in most cases that they can't see it because they're the liberals. They're the ones who said, oh, the homosexuality stuff is good. The gay stuff is good. The transgender stuff is good. And they fall and they march right in line with the doctrine of the new world order, making all of this stuff a nightmare for everybody. And this is what we see happening all of the time. We realize that we, we can't fix this. This is a mess. And if we try to fix it, all we do is make it worse. And the sad part about all of this stuff is that we sit back and we watch it. We kind of go, what is wrong with these people? And here's what's wrong with them. They don't know Jesus. They don't know Jesus. And you start seeing more and more twisted minds, more and more twisted people. And you start realizing that without Christ, the ability of lucifer to come in and to wreak havoc and to destroy the mindset of a population or a once great country is unlimited because if you don't have the foundation remember jesus said i am the rock you know he's not sand he even uses the parable he's not sand he's the rock you've got to build on the rock and if you don't build on the rock everything else becomes shifting sand then they tell us with Darwin back in the 1850s, 60s, when he was at the Beagle and did his little thing on the Galapagos Islands that were basically all a bunch of monkeys without tails, which is a complete and total lie. And genetics has proven that repeatedly now. And, but they still want us to believe that we're simply animals and that there's nothing to us and that we just basically when we die, we just go away or we, we're reincarnated or whatever they want to do with all these different religions that were brought to us after the Tower of Babel fell and the, and the angels realized they had to separate us from the Most High God. All of this stuff – 
has been working and steeping. That's what the Bible says, a little leaven works its way through the whole loaf. Well, the problem is it's not a little leaven anymore. It's absolutely just huge amounts of leaven. You know, and so now the entire country is completely and totally brainwashed from a liberal standpoint to believe the lies. They want to believe that Donald Trump's the messiah. Heck, we want to believe that Ron DeSantis is the Messiah. Everybody's looking for a Messiah, and we already have a Messiah. His name is Jesus. He came here. He was God Almighty. He died on the cross for us. He gave himself to us, proved his own righteousness to all of humankind for all of eternity because of what he did, what he allowed himself to go through. And yet here we sit here, and we want to try to find some other way of salvation. And, you know, it's funny now. You know, I'm you know, having to be out in the dating world now, which I really was never planning on doing again. And it's to me, it's, it's sad because so many people are so injured by people that have lied to them. I'm talking male and female now. I'm, just, I'm not picking on any, any sex. They're so injured and they're so damaged. And so many of them are on psychotropic drugs because they've been lied to so much because the moral fabric of our society is so tainted because of what the Frankfurt School has done. And all of this stuff creates problems for people. The more they get lied to, the more they get lied to until they get to a point where they're completely jaded. And they don't want to believe anything that anyone says anymore because it's obviously going to be a lie because someone said it and they can't prove it or whatever. And all of these things I see now more clearly than I'd ever known were out there because I'm in the middle of this mess now in a dating situation. So to me, it's ironic to watch the moral degradation of the United States of America and the destruction of the nuclear family to a point that is unprecedented, and there's no way the United States can handle this and survive. It can't. And, and now we're bringing in these immigrants, and we're splitting up their families at the border, selling these children to sex slave rings, on and on and on and on, all because of the depraved mindset of these people that are Babylonian religion worshipers of Lucifer, Baal, Moloch, etc., etc., and they're the ones that are running the planet because they're the ones that are running the money supply in the central bank. You know, the M2, the velocity of money has been like – was like unprecedented last year. And they said the actual inflation rate was close to 32 percent, which I agree with that. It was ridiculous what happened last year in 2022. But all of these things are happening to us for a reason because they're monetizing the debt because they realize that they set this Ponzi scheme up. And these Ponzi schemes, they have one big problem. They start losing the ability to bring in fresh victims for the Ponzi scheme, and they all collapse sooner or later. So that's what we have found ourselves on. We found ourselves in a situation where everything basically is being destroyed around us, but yet we're supposed to be told – we're told, shut up. You watch John Carpenter's movie, They, they Live. It's, it's, it's a C-rated movie. It's t- terribly done, but it's got a serious point to it that everything is being manipulated by an unseen force by basically aliens. And, of course, the aliens are the fallen angels, and they're telling us to be consumers, to listen, to obey, to do what they tell us to do, to buy, to obey the government. And don't you remember with the Star Spangled Banner that came out with the subliminals back in the 50s and the 60s when they were using subliminal marketing for the government? And they would play the Star Spangled Banner, and they would put words in there on TV about obey the government, love the government. And you wouldn't see it because it was subliminal, and they were brainwashing the American population even 70 years ago. And, and this is not going to end. And now it's like William Casey said back in the 80s, that we will know that we've done our job with the CIA when everything every American believes is a lie. And so that's what we run into. That's why we have to use the word of God as the truth, because if we don't have a template to follow, it goes sideways. 
the Bible tells us in the Old Testament. It says, a man should not wear women's clothes. Well, that's kind of blunt. You know, and, and it says if a man lies with another man like you would with a woman, it's basically detestable to God. Or if a woman does the same thing, it's detestable to God. And to take him out back and get rid of him. All of this stuff, I'm not saying to kill people. I'm not saying that. It's the Old Testament. We're under grace now. But the point is God's word is very, very clear about all of this stuff. And we need to understand that when you have moral degradation and depravity to the level that we have in the United States right now, it's not going to get any better. It's not unless we have a full revival going back. And I'm not, and I'm not talking about name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, Christianity. I'm talking about a hardcore revival coming back to the basics of that. We are the, we are the children of the Jesus Christ that his blood has redeemed us. And if your church isn't talking about the blood of Christ, if your church isn't talking about Calvary, if your church isn't, you know, having a cross on the, on, you know, on the wall somewhere, to let you realize what we have as far as the Savior, what he did for us, and all you want to talk about is, you know, give me money and you'll be blessed. I hate to say it. You need to go to the church. If your church isn't addressing the social issues of our time and talking about what's going on with the whole transgender issue or the homosexuality issue or how we all have a need for repentance and basically we all need to walk in you know, repentance and forgiveness with one another, but we need to continue discontinue doing things that we're knowing that are bad, at least try to stop doing those things and not just accept those things, then at least that point is that you know, we're not going to continue to grow as Christians. We're going to be stagnant. And, you know, and we have to understand what the blood does for us, how it sanctifies us. And how Jesus Christ came here for us to basically allow us to be redeemed back to him. And though without Christ and without his redemptive power of his blood, his sacrifice, there is no forgiveness of sins. And until the churches go back to that teaching and stop the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it nonsense. I mean, when these pastors are running around with multiple you know, mansions and multiple jets and all the stuff that they're involved in, I don't mind them being blessed. I don't even mind them having stuff. I don't. I just don't want the stuff having them, and I want them to still continue to preach repentance and the truth about Jesus, who Jesus is and who Jesus was and who Jesus is going to be and who Jesus will always be because he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Jesus created the heavens and the earth. We've got to remember that. Through him, all things are held together, and we cover that in detail in Angel Wars until we understand what he did for us by allowing himself to come to this planet as a human and be sacrificed for our sins. It's unprecedented in human history that a god would allow himself to die for his creations. It's never happened because, you know, all these other weird entities, they can't create anything. They can only distort what God did. That's all they can do. And they'd lie, 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 lie. You know, when's the last time you heard that, you know, that the guy who started the Mormon religion or the guy who started this, you know, the, you know, the, you said, you know all the other crazy cults, I'm not going to mention them all, how he ended, they ended up dying for you and giving himself for you. None of it's true. And some of these religions believe that Lucifer and Jesus were brothers. It's nonsense. It's all nonsense. And so all of this stuff is to take away from Christianity and that we have to understand that, that we are the blood bond, you know, church of the redeemed. We, that's who we are. And we can get back to that and have a revival and start telling the people the truth from the pulpit about social issues to try to let them know that it's not okay. But the churches don't want to have these organizations come and protest in front of their churches. So it's easier not to address the issues. It's just easier. Or they want to think they're above these issues as they watch the United States circle the commode. But we're above these issues. We can't discuss them. We have to, you know, well, let me tell you something. That Orthodox Church in Russia, you know, when Stalin and Lenin were killing everybody, they were talking about the issues. They were talking about the issues all of the time. You know, and, you know, and, you know, and, we, and we talked about Bonhoeffer last week and how he was basically being put in a prison and beaten continually by his guards and everything else. And he kept bringing and addressing stuff and addressing stuff and addressing stuff and saying it's not okay. It's not okay. The state can't do this. We have to be more loud, more vocal, more everything. 
if we're going to save the republic, and quite frankly, until the people decide to get off their respective laurels and do something besides sit around and just laugh and party and get drunk and go to movies and everything else, it's not going to get any better. You know, there's a really good article that came out about what's going on as far as the, you know, sports. And I've covered this before. You know, sports have been used for decades and decades and decades as idols and idol worship because everybody wants to be part of a winning team. Everybody wants to basically be part of a team that basically is going to be going to the Super Bowl. Everybody wants to have an alma mater. If you go to like Florida State, that has a really good football team. And I'm, I'm actually like that myself. But the reality is people take things because they want to be part of that winning team, that winning, how should I say, tribe, you know, the Seminole Indian tribe, you know, Florida State University, home of the Seminoles. They want to be part of that tribe that's going to be winning and winning and winning and winning so they can relate to them. And that's exactly what the, these people have done. They take the psychology of this and they say, hey, look, what we're going to do is we're going to make you part of a winning team. And you can forget about how bad your job sucks. You can forget about how messed up people are. You can forget about how so many people have been so behind and they don't know what to do with their lives anymore. They've been passed around from lie to lie to lie. So we're not going to do that. We're going to make you part of a winning team, and you're going to have a basketball team or a football team or a baseball team that you're going to be able to follow and follow and follow, and you'll forget about what we've done to you because now you're part of a winning team. You can't say anything at work or they'll fire you, so we're going to be able to let you yell and scream and drink beer and have parties at your house with a football game or a basketball game or a hockey game. That's what they've done to us. And so they've allowed us to have all of these idols from all of these sports teams for absolutely no reason except for controlling us. And you got to understand, that's why they did that. They don't want us talking about the real events. They don't want us talking about what they're doing to us. They don't want us talking about any of the stuff we just talked about on the show right today. They want to continue to control us all the days of our lives and not allow us to see the truth. No matter what we do, they don't want us to see the truth. What do you think, Austin? Yes, you're exactly right, and that's why it's so important to continually get the truth out there and do your own research. You know, We talk about it on this show all the time. Constantly look at things and with an outside perspective on it. So it pretty much can tell you almost everything you ever hear on mainstream media is either fabricated, manipulated, or downright propaganda or just flat-out lies. It's what it is on a regular basis. It's designed to be that. That's the theater. It keeps people distracted. You know, while they're telling us to look at this and look at this, they're shorting the entire food market. They're going in and having continual pushes to go to this whole green energy food now with this lab-grown meat, these cancer tumor-celled meat. This plant-based meat that, by the way, nobody has done any type of research on what this does to human genome and the body after usage for years and years and years. But yet, FDA says, oh yeah, totally good, totally safe. Everybody should be able to eat this lab-grown meat that's cultured cells and, you know, basically a vial in a Petri dish. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, the problem with it is generation after generation refused to talk about these things. Well, essentially, you give it two or three generations, you won't even see much pushback on it. The younger generation will go, oh, that's just the normal thing. That's just the current thing. That's just the thing that we do now. We just eat lab meat. We eat, you know, plant-based meat because it's, it's just the current thing. See, that's why it's so important to encourage your children to be thinkers, to actually think about things outside the box, to talk about things, to be able to have open discussions, to sit there and go, okay – what are we talking about this? What are we talking about this? What do you think about this? You know, why do you think this is happening right now? And ask them questions. Tell them, hey, what do you think about this? And encourage them to look at different things as they get continually older. Because right now, you're seeing this younger generation, it's 
I mean, in my opinion, majority of it. Now, there's a lot of kids out there like we've seen with our friends and family and stuff and a lot of our listeners and people I run into and courage, you know, that they're still raising little Americans. But the huge percentage of this generation is abject failure. They really are. I, mean, I hate saying that, but I've, I've watched it firsthand. I mean, when you have two and three-year-olds that refuse to eat dinner without having an iPad shoved in their face, I mean, what, what kind of generation is that? I mean, do, you, do you understand the psychological problems that child's going to have as far as with dopamine and serotonin and trying to function properly in society without being constantly entertained every second with massive flicker rates in their face just to be able to eat food? That's why they've already said now, they've already linked multiple times that watching screens, especially with children, it massively increases childhood obesity as far as looking at screens while they're eating. Because they continually will sit there and overeat because they're so busy paying attention to whatever's on the stupid screen. Not to mention, they constantly associate that with dopamine. So they're eating, they're getting a fix while they're watching the screen, and so they continually shove food down their throat and binge on food all the time, and then they start becoming obese as young children. And they got to fight that and deal with that their entire life. And so, again, it's really important you evaluate right now a lot of the stuff because the world that we grew up in, you know, back then, even me, we were born in the 80s, grew up in the 90s. It's a different place, man. And so I think a lot of times I've seen this, just my personal generation with millennials that I fall into the category of. Our generation kind of still has this Pollyanna approach sometimes. And some people think that, you know, well, we're still in the 90s. You know, the internet still really doesn't exist. We're still on VHS tapes. Everything's just, you know, still working here and working there. And the answer to that is that's not accurate at all. It's not accurate at all. We're in a very strange time right now, and things are changing very, very fast. When you've seen what happened with the technology, with the AI, with the internet, with the virtual reality, the virtual augmented reality now, that's just a whole crazy realm. If you told me that when I was a teenager, as far as looking back at old, you know, original PlayStation, Nintendo 64, that that was like the pinnacle of gaming back then. You played occasionally when it was rainy outside. Now we have virtual augmented goggles where, I mean, you're going to see virtual reality in your own world while you're walking around. I mean, that's going to be really healthy for the young kids when they start looking at that. I mean, come on. But that's the world we're in right now. So as a parent, you've really got to take a step back when you're going to start having kids or if you're already raising kids. And talk to your spouse. Talk to your family. Talk to your you know parents. Talk to friends. You know, what do you think is going to be acceptable as far as how much exposure to screen time and how much exposure to Internet, how much exposure to electronic iPads and all stuff do you think is going to be healthy? Because at some point they're going to get exposed to it. I get it. some point they're going to be using it. I get it. But what they've done now, and I've seen this down the school systems, and I was talking to a friend of mine that came over last night, and he was saying what they're doing now is all the apples, all the tablets, what they're trying to do is they're trying to embed these platforms with critical race theory and common core and all these different things in the iPads continually, even outside of the curriculum that they currently have. So the stuff is available for these kids to have exposure to on their school iPads, and it can constantly be adapted to push more and more and more rhetoric and more propaganda. These iPads that they're using in schools, these things are a nightmare. I get it. They don't have to carry around six, seven books in a backpack anymore. That's much nicer and easier on your back. But what they're doing now with this essentially digital book burning is they're able to go in now and constantly change things and constantly push things with these kids. And the problem is, Nobody, nobody can come to any conclusion that it's healthy for a five, six, seven, eight-year-old to be staring at the iPad for five, six, seven, eight hours a day. There's That's no, right. there's, there's no health. 
benefit to that whatsoever. Not just the brain aspect. You can take that out of it. The vision problems that these children are going to start having is going to be horrendous. They've already shown that excessive blue light exposure, especially in young developing children, causes all types of issue with vision and blurry vision and blindness when they start getting older, partial blindness. These are things you really got to look at when you're putting your kids in school and how much exposure they're going to have to this stuff because it is very real. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. Rapper Ice Cube, which I don't really follow much of his stuff, but he's been increasingly more vocal about what's been going on. And he's saying to all black Americans, say no. Just say no to vaccinations, knowing that it's an unnatural, experimental, and abusive base form. He's going to say here that essentially there are no repercussions if they're wrong. They tell you you have to get it. When they're wrong and you have side effects, there's no repercussions whatsoever. And I can't disagree with anything he said at that specific comment. He's 100% right. Once they came in and they passed the Vaccine Act in 1986, they made sure the vaccine manufacturers had full immunity. Dude, it was a heyday. Ironically enough now, you see different subsects of the culture like Amish who have pretty much zero vaccines, yet they have zero cases of autism, hardly any autoimmune diseases, hardly any problems. And there's another thing that I've also looked at, and I've had people argue me on this, but nobody's actually been able to rebuttal me with any facts with some of the research I've looked at. It is very rare, very, very rare you will ever, I've not been able to find this. I mean, it may, may have happened, but I've been able to find it, of childhood leukemia in children that are fully unvaccinated. I've been able to find it at all. Every single time I've done any research for childhood leukemia, it's always children have full shot schedules in the research that I've done. Now, again, you can rebuttal me on that, show me something, disprove that, but I've not been able to show anything otherwise. And so, again, you've got to ask yourself the question. If you got Cohen now running the CDC, blatantly we know this shot, the COVID shot, does not protect you from getting it. It does not protect you from transmitting it. It has a host of side effects that come along with it. Why in the world would it be used as an annual booster shot if it does absolutely nothing productive whatsoever? Why in the world would they push that shot after all the research that we've seen now? And I think the pretty clear-cut answer to that, because they know what it does. This DARPA created RNA gene therapy in 2012. You can do your own research on that. This is not new technology like they tried to tell us that it was. This stuff has been researched for almost a decade as far as development. That is why the shot rollout was Operation Warp Speed. It was a DOD operation, guys. There's a reason why. They could not roll this stuff out on the private sector. It had to be a military op in order to roll this out because it was DARPA technology that was using Pfizer to manufacture the product. Once you figure out how deep the rabbit hole goes with this RNA gene therapy, you start realizing real quick there's something very nefarious even further now about now telling people you need to go get your COVID annual booster shot every single year along with your flu booster, along with your RSV booster. I mean I, it's, it boggles my mind. And so again, like Ice Cube said, just say no. Again, that's something that really is, goes a long ways now, and people need to learn how to say that more. I saw that during COVID as people just failed to know that term anymore. Just say no. No, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to wear five masks. No, I'm not going to close my business down. The good thing about it is, though, I think that so many people now have really gotten an eyeful 
and really started to wake up on what's happening, that a lot of people now are really going to push back if they start having this happen again. You may still going to have some people in the population that are going to you know, go in line and jump in the cart and go along with it. But I think a lot of people now, because I've personally seen in my own life, friends, people that I know that really weren't awake about anything. That whole schedule shot that came out, that whole pandemic that constantly was lied to about everything, a lot of people really started to wake up to that and said, okay, something isn't right here. Why are we constantly being told something different every single month? Why is the goalpost being moved every single week? Why are we constantly having this drag out? Why do we know that they're putting people on remdesivir that was shown in 2016 under the, basically the, the Gilead trials in Africa to be the worst antiviral treatment on any testing with HIV and Ebola and half the patients had to be pulled off from Desivir because they were dying during the clinical trials. Yet suddenly that immediately goes to the standard of care in May 2020 under Fauci gets emergency use. Every single person gets put on that in the hospital. Guys, do your research. Continue to get the truth out there. I really appreciate everything you do. I appreciate the emails. Got a lot of Orders going out this weekend, everybody, over the weekend. Monday, you know, we take care of everybody. I appreciate the order comments. We're getting a lot of those, a lot of positive order comments. So if you need anything, be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com. Use the HR5 coupon if you want over the next day, the Hagman Report 5 coupon, HR5. And also, too, be sure to check out different sales and specials that we have on the front webpage. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs>